welcome to this new episode of the podcast of the Photo Collective Dialogues. Um, just before going to the dialogue with Maximilian Heinrich, um, which I found super interesting, um, those of you who maybe know his YouTube channel, Analog Insights, um, it has been a very inspirational uh, YouTube channel for many years. So it's coming up right now, but just to mention that there's a French version of the podcast, and this week it's uh, Denise Carnero, a photographer from the west part of Switzerland that will be talking also about her um, reasons for photography. Um, and then at between 15 and 20 minutes, uh, as usual, uh, after the dialogue, you'll find on this podcast a few extras uh, linked to Project Podcast and, uh, and a few other informations. So enjoy the dialogue. I'm honored and really happy today to have Maximilian Heinrich um, for this dialogue about photography. I discovered your work through your, actually through your YouTube channel, uh, where you talk about cameras, film, um, the process of taking pictures. And I really think it's, a, it's an incredible uh, channel and resource, uh, not only technical, but also philosophically when, when you take pictures, it's, it's really interesting. And I was able to see your work because you you illustrate with uh, you actually practically use the equipment you talk about. And but I'm directly going to ask you the main question of this podcast is why photography? How did how did you get into photography, or photography get to you? Um, first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and also thank you for your kind words uh, regarding the channel. Um, why photography is a really difficult and tricky question. Um, I started pretty late with photography and only got to it because of my main job at the time, which was kind of a communication traineeship at Siemens, the large industrial company that many people might know. And back then I was just handed a video camera, a Canon 5D Mark II, a, a digital camera and was supposed to shoot video, uh, little reportage style videos for innovation topics and what was basically going on in the company creating YouTube videos. Of course, it's a photo camera as well. And pretty late in the game and in the course of doing this job, um, I was also asked when traveling, could you also take some photographs now that you use it to shoot video? So my access was really through video at the time and um only then i realized hey it would also be interesting to shoot uh, photographs especially portraits i was intrigued by and then slowly started doing that and what is also maybe interesting is that for my 30th birthday only i really decided to kind of switch hobby and go into photography full force and decided to learn the hobby from scratch so to speak and basically looking at, okay, what are the kind of cameras that I could potentially buy, or both in the digital realm, but also in the traditional film camera realm, and had a very interesting conversation with my dad um, shortly before my 30th birthday, kind of asking him all these typical basic questions, because of course I grew up with, I, I was born in 85, so I grew up with It's my dad still taking childhood photographs of me with a film camera, I mean, Ulta XT7 at the time. And yet me never really getting that film developments uh, kind of groove um, and darkroom vibe and so on at home. Um, he was sending his films off to a typical kind of yeah small 
grocery store lab, whatever, and getting back these prints or showing us all the slide films after a vacation and so on at home, all the projections. And this is kind of my relationship to photography back then. And only pretty late through the digital cameras and also me being more of a technical guy, early adopter of, of um, computers, like having my first own computer at the age of eight, then starting to code and develop at 12 and so on, building websites by 15, 16. So that typical first generation internet kid um, kind of thing and being all over digital and then suddenly realizing, oh, when looking at photography, um, it's actually much more interesting to start from the analog and kind of chemical processes. And yeah, to make a long story short, I had this conversation with him and Back then, I realized, okay, it would be actually very interesting to learn it from scratch. In hindsight, I would say early on or early enough, getting a Leica M6 for my 30th birthday and a 50 millimeter Somicron from my birth year. <laughs> that was kind of the, <laughs> the decision back then. They, they fit perfectly together. At the time, I paid like 950 euros for the camera. Roughly the same for the lens here at the local Leica store Munich. Um, yeah, a lot of money for me at the time um, and jumping into photography. But I also did that because I knew if I have a certain amount of investment, I would also take this hobby seriously. I, I would say looking back at it, it was the best decision I ever made mm -hmm. because... I ended up using that Leica oh, so much, making all the mistakes that you can make, learning so much about exposing a negative correctly just by yeah setting the shutter speed, setting the aperture. Um, and then to loop it back to the YouTube channel, I basically thought, hey, um, and that was, I was still early on in that whole YouTuber movement of people talking about film cameras and so on. There were a few channels back then, mostly Matt Day had already started and he kind of inspired me because of I had my own learning curve, of course, and then I decided it would be interesting to connect that photography hobby back to where it originally came from and what I had learned professionally to do videos and said, okay, let's share my own learning curve on that channel and share how I did back then my photography, shooting portraits and, and stuff like that. Learning about gear through trying it, becoming nerdy about the topic, reading a lot of books about reading all over the internet, reading old issues of 1970s and 80s magazines about photography, getting to know certain people who are now contributing to the channel, um, like my friend Jules or my, my friend Greg, active contributors to the channel. And I learned most of what I know by now from them. Sorry for the long response. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's difficult. Um, yeah. so, but it's, it's super interesting because you, you, you definitely show how to process, how to tradition, how you integrate yeah. everything into your love of photography. Yeah. And, and I would say what you can still feel in the channel is that connection between the gear and the right application. So in a similar fashion to music where you choose your electric guitar wisely to make sure that uh, it fits, the, the sound fits the song or that um, a certain set of humbuckers or whatever you have on the guitar um, fits the effects that you're using and so on. In a very similar fashion, I would say I approach photography and the kind of results that I want to create that I say, okay, this kind of camera lets me look at that moment in time in a very specific way and gets maybe the camera out of the way or makes me forces me to integrate it in a certain way by 
having making conscious decisions about certain things on the camera because it's a very manual for instance a process or it's a very automatic process plus then similar to the effects and music you would choose a certain film and maybe you it would even choose a certain developer to get more grain or less grain or you would push the film and and all these kind of decisions um going into it for me is a very similar creative process to writing music and creating music. And I completely switched hobbies. I basically stopped creating music and um, went full force into cameras and um, film photography. And I would say this is typical for me. If I do something, I go in full force. It's kind of an OCD thing, but also yeah, I, I cannot do it any other way. I have a similar thing with collecting watches by now, but um, for me, the, the hobby that remained and that really stuck is, is film photography. The community and YouTube really helped me find my own voice in photography, but also helped me get away from something that feels artificial and forced to just me and my friends enjoying the moment doing photography with a certain set of gear and not minding the comments at all if somebody thinks the photos suck or they're not interesting or whatnot i just i just don't care um, i try to find a, a nice balance between passion for the gear passion for the history i, I did um, american history for, for my studies so i also have kind of a training as a historian so this is also part of the reason why i always look at these cameras as cultural as pieces of cultural history mm. so what was the atmosphere at the time they were created what were the manufacturing possibilities and so on and i try to blend all these different interests into that channel um, plus a little bit of aesthetics which i find also important that you don't feel like okay somebody just put the camera on a dirty table and started talking about it and try to have a certain aesthetic appreciation for um, the pieces that I'm talking about and trying also to put them on a certain stage that it's a joy to look at them and to watch the video. I've been following your channel for a long time. Having this link to music, which I didn't know, uh, makes it sound uh, more logical when you see how you explain your tools, your, your instruments. It, even so, it's a hobby. Uh, it seems like it, in your life, it's where it really transformed the way you see the world around you i guess it definitely and um i know it kind of sounds uh, lame because so many people have said that before but for me <clears throat> working in digital communication all day long so really looking out for trends in social media trends for paid media and things like that it's really a counterbalance it's something that feels complete in, in the in the age of ai where everything is being automated and speeding up and so on it feels very calming to just pick up a 1970s camera and uh, history around that camera that is kind of finished and that can be narrated without feeling it's there's something missing and i really like um having that as a counterpart to my day-to-day a working life to just have something that relaxes me, that quiets my mind, that find a creative outlet to do something new, to try something out. Also, it enables me, as I said, to and talk about something that can be fully researched, if you know what I mean. And then from a journalistic perspective, curate it and make a selection that I consider interesting and relevant to the audience, put it into a context that I also find interesting. If you look at some of the Olympus Pen videos that are all about mm. the legendary designer behind the cameras and all that connected to 
where did the Japanese economy stand or um, uh, things like that? Mm -hmm. um, how much was that worth at the time when people purchased it? How much would it be worth today, taking inflation into account? But it's also design history, looking at the object, it's manufacturing history and so on. But then it's also about how can you use this camera best and how is it fun using it when traveling or how is it fun when using it suddenly for portraits when you have to maybe guess the distance to your subject and stuff like that and i find all that interesting and try to pull it together being another youtuber who just screams at the camera and uh, tells people what to think and so on i, I try to avoid that very hard i, I really push the listeners uh, you, you've already got so many listeners but i mean the ones who listen to podcasts i really go if you don't know Maximilian's work, go check, because I think it's the right balance between the cultural aspects of the equipment, but also this mindfulness uh, approach to using gear. Film is coming back um, in some ways. The new generations, uh, the younger mm -hmm. ones, are kind of going towards uh, film, to towards those old cameras. There's a digicam trend right now, but film is really having a comeback. Do you think it's because of the link to, as you said before, to history, to to what we as human societies are? That's a very good question. Um, I cannot speak for the younger generation. I can only make assumptions or answer based on what I read. There are a couple of things that I, I noticed uh, recently and that I found interesting. There's this one trend that you briefly mentioned about digicams that mm. basically there's a younger generation starting to buy cameras that my generation basically neglected as two simple point and shoots mm -hmm. that my dad would buy and would use after having used uh, film cameras for most of his life, wanting something very small and simple and the convenience of transferring it to a computer. And that I completely understand because the generation is used to carrying a high-powered smartphone all the time and making the same boring digital photos. And of course, they appreciate having an 8-megapixel sensor or worse and a built-in flash and having these really trashy party photographs. And from there, it's just a small jump to saying, hey, I try out a point-and-shoot with film. And I recently had an interesting conversation. I spent a longer period of time for work in the Princeton area, and my go-to camera store became the Princeton New York camera store. Mm. And he explained to me that he exactly sees this trend right now, the, the young kids on uh, on the college campus coming in, really requesting these old digital cameras, but then also looking at what he has on display and seeing, oh, what is this here? And here, this says Leica, this says also Canon, but it looks like something from the 50s. He has these really interesting conversations, increasingly sees uh, people also wanting to shoot film, But, and that I found interesting, really for the effect. And he even has two different labs at hand. The kids films to a certain labs that, because he knows it's, they want the shitty scans. They shoot the, the Lomography film and they shoot the expired film and they want to have these really weird effects and um, it doesn't really matter. They want the really rough digital scans. And then he's um, sending the other batch to the gelatin lab for people who have a professional demand and want and shoot the, the Leica M camera with Kodak Portra 400 and want consistent results and a professional feel to the images and so on. And I found that so interesting that they're basically these two different lines and um, they start to go their different routes. I, I cannot pinpoint why this is happening. I can only say maybe 
um, creatively, it's becoming interesting again because the iPhone and other smartphones make it so um, uninteresting to just take a digital image and it's much more interesting to do it either like that um, with an old digital camera or with a right away with a film camera personally and this is rather my generation i i strongly believe that there is as every generation has it looking backwards towards what made us feel at home when growing up VHS tapes, cassette tapes, even vinyl when we connected maybe to our parents and music. And there's a resurgence in vinyl, as we all know. Mm. There's a resurgence in in film photography, obviously. Um, but I would say even in mechanical watches, um, this kind of stuff um, is coming back. Um, why would it, why would anyone in the age of the Apple Watch want to have a mechanical watch? But of course, you same story as with cameras. You can service it every couple of years and use it for generations and pass it on to your kids and so on. And the same way as my dad passed on my Minolta XT7 to me, and now it has seen the world. People who have don't know your work, they can go check. They can go look at the description below and, and discover what you've done in terms of photography or what you've offered is quite a generous piece of work. Uh, I would just ask you a small last question. Do you have projects right now going on or maybe an exhibition or a book or, or something you've seen recently, you've done recently that you'd like to talk about? I have no, no book projects going on or anything like that. Um, I have a couple of video projects in the pipeline that kept me busy for a while in some cases. And one is a really big one about the Hasselblad V system and where we really wanted something that lives up to the camera. And as always, as a group of OCD champions, we kind of started the project even pre-corona pandemic and it's still going on and it's now up to me to pull all the strings together and create that video so that's coming up at some point and another thing that really inspires me is we suddenly see new film again and i mm. cannot really talk about yet but um there will be a, a new film released um very soon and i got the opportunity to try that film um together with my buddy mark rebellier in new york a famous uh, musician mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I got the chance to know only because of the channel. And uh, yeah, we went out in New York City for a photo walk and shooting a new film stock was super inspiring and seeing really, okay, this is, this feels different. This does not feel anymore like a hobby that is going down the drain and you're like the last people holding on to it. But it really feels like suddenly there's an industry again investing in it. There are film companies looking into all the mulchums and how to bring them back. There are camera manufacturers like Pentax right now who had announced uh, creating a new film camera, living up to the old uh, quality that they used to create and so on, and trying to bring back all that knowledge to um, pool it from people who are basically retired and so on. And this inspires me right now to see that I, when I started out, I felt like, okay, I'm investing in something that is old <laughs> and where prices were down. And then suddenly um, I realized, okay, wow, I, I feel like I was an, an early mover. I'm not really intending to, to do so. Now it's super interesting to be part of the pack and seeing where the industry is going and um, what is happening. As you say, you're part of the movement that that makes people discover on the front of the pack and bringing back some new trends, bringing back some new ideas. And 
and that's pretty awesome. Um, well, well, thanks, thanks again for for your participation to to the dialogue. It was great to have you. Hopefully, we'll have uh, other dialogues in the future. And, yeah, I would really appreciate that. So that would be great. And yeah, yeah so thanks again. Thank you. Bye bye. Now for the second part of the podcast, um, two things. It's going to be pretty pretty small today. Um, project podcast first. This uh, this project about making a photographic work uh, and trying to work with un- inspiration when you don't really have something. So um, for those who haven't followed, um, basically I, I've decided to start from scratch a photo project without any idea of what I would want to do for that podcast. So. Uh, now I'm at a step where last week I decided to use to try to find inspiration. I got a little bit stuck. I decided to use a new camera because why not? Uh, and yeah, it's here. Didn't finish. I'm using a Hasselblad uh, 500cm uh, with a 100mm f3.5 uh, for those who are a little bit more geeky about the equipment. Uh, I'm going to try it. It's something I don't use. It's a camera I usually don't use. So it's going to be interesting. Maybe I'll find some new ideas, uh, whatever. Um, but also, also, I've I've been trying so I've been trying work to work on the few pages I, I started building with no real expectations. But I thought maybe inspiration. I, I like analog uh, matter. I like um, I like the physicality of uh, the uniqueness of analog uh, medium. So I decided to to use one of my old typewriters I use for other projects um, and read typed the, the texts and the titles and and put them in replaced my my traditional uh, signature font uh, digital font into into that the scans of the of the typewriter as writing so you can go check uh, again on the website uh, um, the links are below uh, you can go you can go check where i'm at right now um so yeah i'm Trying also to work on the haikus, uh, which I've read, the 17th century haikus, trying to find something, some inspiration for some text. There's some slightly a little bit more texts, um, but actually I, I got rid of two pages. I integrated uh, two double pages together. You'll see that online. Um, so it, I'm still kind of stuck with this project, but I think that's part of the process of finding inspiration. I know I have things to say about the lack of inspiration, probably like the most of us, but... It's a good occasion um, on my level. It's a good occasion to try to figure out my own mechanics, but hopefully for you too to see how I try to resolve this lack of inspiration and how I try to cope with it. Um, otherwise, um, again, for those who've been following uh, for a few weeks, uh, the Foam Talent Call, I, it goes quite slowly, but it's um, their team is really, is really sweet. So uh, I got a message a few days back there, They've transmitted uh, the question about uh, age limit for the foam talent call to the to the actual team. So the foam has transferred that to the responsible team. So I, I'm still hoping to have a dialogue uh, one of these days with uh, one of them just to discuss uh, their point of view, uh, which I would find find interesting. Um, and finally, I'm going to try to make it short. Um, trying to make sense of the of the podcast and the YouTube channels trying to at least uh, bring in a little bit uh, of, I don't know how you say that, to reimburse some of the, the some of the costs and also make it fun. Um, there's, you can, you can have a, is there a link behind, be, there's a link below. Um, there's a small books about uh, 
the serial and matinum um, playlist in print, which you can find. Um, you can find the link online if you want to get them. Um, the proceedings, uh, the money can... Okay, and, and, and finally, just one small detail. Um, trying to develop the, the YouTube channels and not the podcast because that's 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 okay in terms of uh, I really enjoy it. It's it's really a personal uh, a personal pet project. Um, and and last thing, um, basically, as I'm trying to develop the the YouTube channels um, about photography, and the the travel things. Um, and trying to make it uh, cost balanced. If you want to support uh, maybe some new projects or, or more traveling, there's some new videos about uh, about on-the-field uh, photography, composition, and, and creation, uh, mainly landscape for now, that are coming up. Um, but you can go and go, you can check the lines below. You can, you can get those booklets, which are basically magazine style um, and there they include the works from Serial and Matnam for here it's the month of June um, July is coming up soon and that's a way to support the channel and, and don't hesitate also to I think it's something like 90 pages um, and um, and I do have plenty of those but you can order them directly um, and yeah and hopefully that will promote uh things that you may want me to to cover um so keep in touch and catch you next week